Well, here we are again in the Radio Entrepreneurs Streaming Studios. And uh, whatever goes on in the world, we continue to stream stories of leadership and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and how people are running and successfully, we hope, their businesses in this economy. Uh, we only have, we think most, you know, we only have successful leaders on Radio Entrepreneurs. So it must be a refreshing change for some people. Uh, and again, we like to check in all the time with Sheriff Sharkey. That is the from Phil Sharkey, president and owner of the Higher Authority. Welcome back, Phil. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me again today. It's always a pleasure, as you know. And uh, today I have something I, that's very dear to me as a big part of the business is uh, I want to talk to you about resumes and the fact that uh, we just read a survey here that over 55% of the people admit to lying on their resume. So I want to go over with you what the lies I are bet you it's happen. higher than that. It is. And again, these are the key is that these people are admit to lying on their resume. So I'm sure the actual number is way higher than that. And, and something that stands out to me, Jeff, I think you might find interesting. This is just from this year. They said the number of Google searches about how to fake a resume is up 48% this year. And also uh, the amount of people learning how to fake a job reference on Google is up 52%. So more and more people are Googling how to fake a resume, which I find interesting as well. Let me get right into Jeff, where you might be interested. What the eight Google or the eight lies on a resume are? Uh, it's going to be. Pretty- and I've got a ninth. Yeah, oh, you got a ninth. Right? I'll go right through quickly. So we got fifty-five uh, percent of people. This was a survey from Standout CV. Fifty-five percent, point four percent, lied about, lied about their previous work experience. We see that all the time. Forty-three percent lied about their skills. Uh, 41% lied about college degrees or equivalent. Uh, that's a for sure. Uh, this is an interesting one. 39% lied about personal details, such as their age, location, or their actual name. Uh, wow. We get a lot of that. A lot of people, uh, the name that you know them under, try to hire them is not their real name. 39% lied about high school details. 33% about their salary information. Number seven is 33% is the job-specific software equivalent skills. And the last number eight is employer references, 21% falsified people. So they gave you someone to talk to who usually is a friend or a pal and has nothing at all regarding their work experience. Now, you said you had a ninth. What what do you think is another resume fake claim? uh, that that Lying what I was doing in the live theater show. I understand. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have one more throw of stats I want to throw at you. Know I'm a big stat guy. Uh, I was actually watching this show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that that's important. So here's what I have for you. Is I found interesting that most of the high earners or IT workers are more likely to lie on the resume than other people. So this was a survey from resume.com that discovered that workers earning six figures or higher tend to lie more on their resume compared to people who make less than that figure. Because I get a lot of clients and they'll tell me, well, this is a big wig and they don't want to do a background. Uh, but the stats say otherwise, that the big wigs, they often get passed on from company to company. People are drooling just to get that person. I see that all the time. I see people who are career, uh, they move up, they move lateral into powerful positions. Right. And each one tells a new story about their last experiences. Exactly. And I think there's an intimidation factor where you don't want to ruffle any feathers. You really want the the person to come on board with you and you don't want to cause any issues. So you don't you drop the ball. You don't do your background check. 
But boy, those are the cases where your branding can really become harmed when it comes out that they don't have the qualifications that you thought or the, the degree that they claimed. Um, I find that very interesting. You also stated that employers working IT, 55%, or finance, 45%, were also more likely to lie on the resume to compare it to any other field. So when I think of our uh, our viewership out there, if you're in IT or finance, which we have a lot of clients in those fields, those are the two highest fields where people seem to uh, embellish their resume and lie. And again, Jeff, I, I get to the point where we're not big brother. I'm not coming down a person, but there's a big difference between in, you know, sort of making yourself look as possibly good as you can to flat out lying. Uh, it's funny. I was uh, I was looking at LinkedIn on the weekend for someone. I'll cheat this as benign as possible so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> sure. Someone I knew very, very, very well over their whole career. And I looked up their current job and I was shocked. And then I looked through their resume and I could see all the in incorrect yeah, job experiences throughout their resume. I wrote my partner, Jonathan, to take a look at it. And, he, you know, he, you know, his skepticism when he got back to me. But here's a guy who got a job in a big company and built it on a platform of Jet Puff marshmallows. <laughs> well, it, it's so true. And when I, I get into this argument a lot with people, when do we just become accepting? And, and I understand, again, not being big brother, but the fact that People are not held accountable or who they are. You know, it's the George Santos effect. It's like, if you just lied to get to a point, what's the difference? In fact, this article pointed out that 80% of the people that lied on the resume did indeed get the job, but that 50% of those people within one month were either terminated, left the job, or, or suffered a great mishap at that job. So I tell the people out there that do lie, even if you get in, what's the sense if it's going to come back to bite you anyways? You know, when do we become a society that just accepts it? But how many people does it really come back to bite? I would say it's a small percentage because once you get in the door, it's not what you did yesterday that you're going to get evaluated on. It's what you're going to do tomorrow. Right. And, if, and tomorrow, if you do a bad job and the tomorrow after that and the tomorrow after that, then employers go back and start checking. You know, they don't check. And, and that's that, that's doing sort of job. my point. If, if you don't have those skills to be in there in the first place, unless a miracle happens and you all of a sudden acquire them, you're going to be in over your head and it's going to come back and they're going to start checking or bring a company like myself on board and say, guess what? You know, that IT degree doesn't have it. So now what do you do? Now there's a big problem. And we see that all the time uh, in my business. So many times we get a client, Jeff, after the fact, you know, I wish they would bring us on before pre-employment screening is such a key term. I, I just had one last month where it was an office manager that was stealing from the person. He said, now I'm going to screen that position. But he was already a year into having someone steal from them. It's such well, an important and, and we know through you that the majority of people who are cheating their employers tend to be in financial positions. They're in the, That's the position they're in. I mean, you know, if you're a salesperson, you know, what are you going to take? A sample? Right, uh, right, exactly. The the harm is the the risk harm is much greater uh, of an impact. Uh, and I'll leave you with I know I like to leave you with an example of someone important here. So we have in November 2019, Jeff. This was an NBC News investigation. They found that Mina Chang, she was the Deputy Assistant Secretary in the State Department Bureau of Conflict and Stability Operation, big business card. She embellished her resume and made misleading claims. That's fine, but she also included creating a fake Time Magazine article with her face on the cover. 
uh, fake. Uh, again, a company like mine or anyone could find this out from a Google search. I just wanted the, the workings within the mind to go that far where it's like, again, a George Santos type of decision where what are you doing? What are you doing? You well, I'll tell you, one of my friends was uh, traveling. He's a financial guy. And he was got himself, did one of those photos on the cover of Ford's magazine. Nice. Number one financial planner in the United States. And I said to him when he sent it to me, and he sent it to me as a joke. I said, watch this. I'm going to send it to, I don't want to have any names because I want to stay married. I said, I'm going to send it to, uh, you know who, and watch how impressed she is. And I sent it to her and she was like, oh, wow. And it, because, you know. And people just don't think because, you know, my wife is always so trusting and good natured. Right, right. Well, perfect right. example. She trusts me. So, no, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's amazing what people, if you tell people things, what they'll believe. And I try to show that to leaders all the time. Be careful what you say. People people believe things. And so be careful. And they'll remember what you said. You have to protect yourself as an employer. I mentioned in our last segment with Jonathan that, that we had stats that 30% of company bankruptcies were due to employee theft. I thought it'd be a much, I thought there was bad marketing, product, the economy. 30%, one third of company bankruptcies, closures was due to employee theft. So if you don't see the, the onus to make sure that people are honest and do your due diligence, you got a 30% chance of going under. That's an amazing statistic, Phil. Uh was that my tongue twister for the day, or do you have something else before we? Close? That, that was that was your big stat of the day for for background screening, where I, I tried to show the importance of it, even in this hard environment. I know people can't find anyone, but you're rolling the dice big time, Jeff. If you don't at least do your due diligence and make sure they are who they say they are when they walk through your doors. Again, not being big brother, not coming down on anybody, just asking people to be honest and and have the qualifications that they claim about themselves. You mean that we, you know, when we hired our producer Jillian, that her resume said that she was in charge of the news department at NBC. That's not true. Now I know Jillian, and I know she would never make such a claim. And there is no one better at the job than that that person. That's for sure. Well, Phil, if somebody else is looking for you, sorry, Jillian, for that comment. If someone else is looking for you, uh, how would they find you? Uh, right on the the internet, hireauth.com. Sure, for higher authority, you can Google us. You can call the number. We have actually people here compared to these large screening firms that are impersonal. We have a staff that answers the phone at 508-230-5901. Or you can email me directly at psharkey at com. That's hireauth, H-I-R-E-A-U-T-H. Well, Phil, you make the life of the employer and entrepreneur a lot easier. And I encourage everybody to get to know you. I want to thank you for being on the show. We look forward to seeing you next week again on Radio Entrepreneurs.